Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is the hype level too high or too low for the Bills so far this year? Plus, which coordinator, Leslie Frazier or Ken Dorsey, has done a better job in 2022? And what's the level of concern heading into Miami with the injuries? All that's coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Plus Podcast presented by Connors and Ferris, Mike Catalana, Dan Fates. I am Jenna Cottrell. We're talking all everything Bills. Before we get started, please be sure to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. See, I can sometimes do my job. Uh, By the way, I like the comments. Sometimes every once in a while, someone will just write comment. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's always appreciated. Hey, they're doing their part. They're doing that's their it. 111th. <laughs> that's it. Appreciate it. All right. We're going to get into some stuff, but let's start first here. The Bills, that dominant win over the Titans on Monday Night Football. Is this Bills team, are they overhyped or are they underhyped? Mike, I want your opinion. It's so funny to see the way it works, right? It's a bit of like, What's the low-hanging fruit for these guys? And when I say this overhyped, underhyped, I'm talking about the national narrative. We know what it is in Buffalo. There's excitement. There's enthusiasm for the fact that they're the Super Bowl favorites. But it's already begun where it's like, I heard somebody talking about the Bills, and they were like, yeah, and Josh Allen looked good, but really, how good are the Titans, and how good are the Rams, and how have they looked, and are we forgetting about the Chiefs, and the Eagles look good, and all that kind of stuff. So... There's, a, there's an element now in the national scope that is already thinking the Bills are overhyped and it's putting them in another place. So do I think they are? No. I think they should be hyped as a Super Bowl favorite because I think they're the best team. They're the team that is playing as close to the way they played at the end of last year, which is a good thing. And I think they embrace the hype. I don't think it bothers them one bit. So I think the hype should be high, so it depends on who you listen to. Honestly, you're going to see more of it. They go down and win in Miami this week. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna hear even more hype for this team. Yeah, I and the the reason this question was posed is because I think they're underhyped. I I, I don't think they're getting a, enough attention, and I think that's okay. In years past, it was like. Well, they may be good, but they're not getting the attention for being good. Now they're getting attention for being good, but they're like, yeah, they're 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 good. Yeah, you know, no, 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 they're, they're they're really good. And I know it's two weeks. And Mike, you make a point about the national media and what does Nick Saban call it? Rat poison. Yeah, <laughs> like we we give them all. Rat- I don't think this team buys into it at all. And I yeah. think the hype that they had over the offseason, like that was what I always thought, especially early in the season, to not get so caught up in when NFL network has to fill 24 hours a day for seven days a week when there's no football. And all they do is talk about the bills. I think it's toughest to 
to carry that all off season and then to bring it out in the first two games in prime time in national spotlight, I think says everything you need to know about this team. That I, they can compartmentalize it to know how good they are. They're not getting enough attention. Like they're undefeated, but I still think that there will be more attention this week on Miami being two and zero because I think that's more of a surprise than the Bills being two and zero. I agree. I just think this is a safe space, right? It's just scary seeing turning on ESPN and seeing them talk all about the Bills. And I feel like if you're a fan of the team. It's just you're you're reveling in the moment, but it's also just there is so much pressure that comes with that national spotlight. And look, the Bills have lived up to that. I'm not saying they haven't, and the team in themselves is good. It's just, Mike, I mean, you cover this team. Like the the Bills have earned all the attention that they're getting, but for so long, I mean, Buffalo was never talked about in the national no. media, in the scope of things. Or if they were, it was like, and eh, they drafted Josh Allen or like, Oh, the drought's ending or, you know what I mean? It was like the butt of the joke. Now or the like, stupid crashing tables. I mean, all that kind of stuff. That was the only attention they ever got. The Rex Ryan. <laughs> right. Exactly. And you know, what's funny is I used to use this as a reason for how much coverage at the TV station we used to give the team, because I would say to my news directors, you aren't hearing them talk about the bills on ESPN because yeah. for many years, they were that team. So when we say ESPN, it makes me laugh. You guys will laugh. Sometimes I'll see some guy and he'll do a you know his podcast or his show, his betting show, and they'll be like, hey, guys, I got to tell you something. This Josh Allen is really good. And I'm like, oh, thank you, genius. You just figured this out. Like, this Bills team is loaded. You know, and I'm like, yeah, okay, because there's still those people that yeah. think it's some revelation that the team is good. I will tell you this. Let's say this, roster-wise, organization-wise, quarterback-wise, coaching staff-wise, I think the Bills are – it's hard to say they're above Kansas City because of the success Kansas City's had. Yeah, that's And right. Andy Reid's won a Super Bowl and all those kind of things. But, man, how many teams in the league would trade places with what the Bills have at all of those levels right now? So this isn't just Josh. Josh is Josh. And he's what takes them from being a good organization, a good team, to great. Mm -hmm. But this is this organization's no joke. This roster's no joke. Like they can survive some stuff, and that's to me the most impressive thing. It isn't the flash in the pan, the one thing, the guys playing well, like whatever it is. You know, it's yeah. it's the whole package. So they're they're going to need to get used to this around the country. Well, it was also weird on Monday night seeing like you know the Bills Instagram posted this like. People on The Bachelor are wearing Bills hats. Like, I know Jason Tardick is from Western York. He's from Buffalo. Like, that makes sense. But, like, one of the bad... I was just like, that's so weird to me. Like, Jenna, it's weird to me that no you're watching The Bachelor. Fans. Well, you know, I have range, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a safe space. <laughs> I've kind of fallen off. But it was just weird. It was just weird. It was weird seeing like a bachelor contestant wearing it, not Jason Tardick, but I just, that to me is something that I feel like as someone covering the team for a long time, when I would meet people, I'd be like, Oh, you know, I have the opportunity to cover the bills and they'd be like, Oh, it's now. Uh, uh. And now it's By the like, way, Oh, that's cool. Okay. So I don't know if I want to go down this road, but it just made me think of something. Which guy on the bills would be on the bachelor would embrace being on the bachelor embrace i mean would be like 
wouldn't have to would would do it and would do they have would, to be currently single or yes be... yes we're not going to go down that road oh i don't well i don't always know i mean come on i'm saying not married That's yeah. oh single. okay 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 and let's take josh out of the equation okay i feel like dawson would be dawson. good yeah they would but, they, he would, but yeah. you almost like Oh, I no, feel like you no, need a you, bigger personality. Like Dawson Isaiah. has a great personality. Isaiah. Isaiah would be amazing. It would be hilarious. Yeah, Isaiah would be his. Of course, a lot of the women might be taller than him. That's okay. Okay. He'd play no. it up. Was He's like he Kevin would. Hart. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. I think Trey yeah. White. I don't, I don't know if Trey is, is he's married. Oh, okay. Yeah. Married, two kids. Kids, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know they were married. I know. I don't know. Oh, okay. Trey, Trey's personality, though. I know. We got to get that note. back. Yes, okay, bachelor sorry. side. We took, a, we took, took a turn there. <laughs> Shocking. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What were you going to say, Dan? Well, I was just saying, like, I think it would be so much easier if the Bills were one in one or lost in the Rams game and then came back and we could all sit here and go, it's a long season, just like what they've said. But, you know, you go back to what Von Miller was talking about, that if you're starting to think about the Super Bowl right now, it's like drinking from a fire hydrant. Like, it's just the Bills have, like, I know you've said, like, they really believe in all these cliches, but they just seem to also have the maturity because this isn't like a Chargers team that hasn't even made the playoffs before and they're expected so much. This is a Bills team that that's mature, that 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 has leaders that have been in Super Bowls and Super Bowl MVPs. So I just think that like while through two weeks, the national media may not say like, wow, have you seen the Bills? Like what they're such a surprise. Like this hasn't surprised anybody. That's yeah. why I think they're not get that's why I think they're underhyped. Because I think that if they were like what Miami's doing is surprising people. I think yeah. Miami yeah. may be a little overhyped based on who they have played and keep in mind the avalanche of opinions that come week to week so i will tell you one you're going to hear bills win in miami on sunday you will have national guys come out and go well the afc east is over the bills just took care of it blah blah yeah. blah and that may be the case but this is what we do like this is the way we, we yeah. not we i'm talking about the collective we does that. And then, um, you know, again, this is this is what happens when you I mean, I hate to say the bills can only come down, but for most people, they're already the Super Bowl favorite or close to yeah. it. So it's sort of like, hey, let's pick on it. What does Josh Allen not do well? This team can't run the ball. Uh, this team's uh, secondary is thin, like whatever it is they want to come up with. That'll be what happens. Hey, it happened to the Patriots when they went 17 and 0. people are looking for cracks. Is the yeah. way it is. So the Bills are at that point now. They're going to be looking for cracks in the foundation somewhere. And the Bills haven't given them any reason to so far. Yeah. No, I agree. I guess I don't think the team is overhyped because they are that good. But it's just it's just still something to get used to, turning on ESPN and seeing everyone talking about the bills. Yeah. And some of them just, and some of them just don't know anything about the team. That's what it is where they're like talking. And I'm like, you don't even. Yeah. No, like, yeah, they're really good. But they're like, they're talking about houseway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I was listening. I caught a clip. I wasn't watching the show and they were arguing about who the best player is in the NFL. 
And these couple guys, former players, were saying it's Josh Allen. And the person was arguing back about Mahomes. And they were, the person says, well, Mahomes beat him in the playoffs last year. Now, if anybody says that. Yeah, that's wild. That's, uh, that's grounds for automatic <laughs> dismissal from the show. The I mean, because the team lost. I mean, could yeah. Josh Allen have played any better, especially in that second half of that Josh game? Josh should have played safety. Yeah. And should have tracked down Tyreek Hill on that crossing route. Like now that's, that doesn't that's mean team wise because the team, team lost the, the team lost that game, right? The team the team found a way coaching yeah. everybody to lose that game. But I mean, come on, pay attention, do your homework. It's the Buffalo Bills are on national TV every week or every other week. It's not like it's hard to find them. Watch yeah. the games. All right, let's let's change subjects. Mike's getting heated. Yeah, well, that's you know, I missed two putts today. It really bothered me. <laughs> Where'd you play? This little chip and putt called Oak Hill East. Oh my god, you are just well, likability rating down. <laughs> America's um, guest. <laughs> America's. We literally call Mike Rochester's guest. Um, all right, let's talk about Ken Dorsey, uh, Leslie Frazier. The offense, the defense, I mean, it's hard to ask either side to do more in these last two games, but who do you think, Dan, who do you think has done a better job so far? I think so far it's been Leslie Frazier, and and that's it's not fair, and this is not a Brian Dable bias, as we've said. I, this is a Brian Dable podcast. This is not throwing shade at Ken Dorsey. I think he's an admiral job, but I think it's pretty easy when you have Josh Allen and you've got Leslie Frazier rolling out two rookies, rookie corners and, and really kind of answering the bell. And who knows how much, I mean, they both may now need to start yeah. with the health of Dane Jackson as we record this on Wednesday. Um, still up in the air. The good news is that he's home and he walked out of the hospital. But he was asked, Le Leslie was asked today about what do you do if they're ready and, and what are you going to expect from them? And they both kind of, you know, Leslie kind of said, like, they just need to do their job. Like, it's, they need to do their 111th. And I think that is what to me is most impressive about what Leslie has done. The fact that people have gone out, they have been nicked up. There's no Trey White, and he has still made kept this defense at the level of where it was last year. So I, I think that's why to me, Leslie gets the nod a little bit more than Ken. I feel like Leslie Frazier, when I think of him, he's just a consummate pro. Like he is a guy that just he knows the strengths of his defense. He puts his players in positions to win. Um, he's great with the media. And I just, Mike, I, I feel like I actually would say Ken Dorsey's done a better job only because that was my question mark going into this season of just like, you know, when you have the talent that you have in Josh Allen and the receiving core and all those things, like, I just was curious to see if there would be maybe a drop off or things would maybe look a little bit different under Ken Dorsey. Obviously that really hasn't been the case and the explosion of this bill's offense is a credit to that. Um, but I just, I feel like Leslie sometimes doesn't get enough credit. Leslie Frazier just for the level of defense that this team has played over these last couple of seasons. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Leslie Frazier. I think he's been extremely consistent with this team. He's a great fit with McDermott. I mean, they've, known each other since the Philly days and, mm -hmm. and he's trusts him. Um, but he caught heat and deservedly so for the way the season ended last That's, year. Yeah. And it was right at the end and the defense did not come through in the clutch in Tampa, Tennessee, and again in the Kansas city game in the playoffs. So there's that over him. It's a different type of pressure that's on Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey, Dan's right. I think Ken Dorsey's taken over this offense. They look good. Honestly, 
People love to say he's this way. He's he's riding the wave that was started by Brian Dable, and he's going to put yep. his own touches on it, and I like it. And Dable evolved through the time. And come on, people are comical when they say, I mean, look at the way this offense finished under Dable with the New England game and then the Kansas City game, right? And Josh Allen. So you get Josh. So it's a different kind of thing. But Leslie's part, and he's so good with the secondary, of mixing those young guys in the mix, in the mix. And still, Dane Jackson is starting. He doesn't have Trey White. Like, come on. This is a different defense. Um, I think he's I think he's done a great job because he's a steady hand, no yeah. panic, but he's he's got those veterans. So they look, isn't it a pleasure to look at a team and say it's one and one A? Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, A plus to A, like whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, they would have outscored the team seventy two to seventeen. Yeah. I mean, they've both done no a really points good job. allowed in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. And um it's been it's been really impressive. And it's nice when you can nitpick. A little bit, but yeah. I can't even really nitpick either guy. I mean, the offense looks really good. Had a couple moments. Defense looks really good. Uh oh, Dan's going to nitpick. Why are you running the ball? <laughs> they don't run can, the ball. They ran can it we a few stop? Times. Can we? Can we stop running the ball? No. It's a way. They, Josh can take knees if he needs a breather. Just take a knee. And, it's not and what just it is. Go to the next. The O line. We saw it last year when they struggled. They ran the ball effectively. They ran the – come on. They had a struggle in the middle of the year. <laughs> McDermott was pushing for them to be more physical. And honestly, I think it helped. And Devin Singletary became a key guy for them for a while. And it, I think it helped get them on track. You do need That's to fair. run the ball at times. I I agree. He Look at him. But I get Dan's – No, don't I, no. indulge him. <laughs> I understand again. I think Dan is very all or nothing. That's that's a, a trademark of Dan, which I think I'm a little bit more in the middle. But that being said, I understand Dan's propensity to want to see them always throw the ball because it's just so effective. But I imagine, also understand. I'm mad. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jenna. Nope. I'm sorry. No, but I also understand why you need to have a threat of a run game. That's important too. But they don't have a threat. They, 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 they are, their threat is 17 and the fact of they may allow a run, but it's even a blind squirrel finds a nut like, Oh wow. Like Devin, like everybody wants to say like Devin Singletary. Like I had somebody tweet at me today when I said the short passes that Josh Allen was doing to Stefan Diggs. I it's a quick pass. It's what new England did forever with Tom Brady and Edelman. It's a handoff. It has a 99% completion percentage. And then Diggs gets six yards. That's their running game. And somebody goes, well, they ran the ball for 101 yards against Tennessee. They could run the ball. 50 of those yards came by James Cook on the final series when nobody cared. Don't tell me they can run the ball when, look, 101 yards, Dan. They can run the ball. Ken Dorsey and the Bills, after I retweeted my own tweet saying it's a waste to run the ball, Devin Singletary got blown up for a five-yard loss in the second quarter with about nine minutes left. Josh Allen threw the ball 21 straight times. Don't tell me you need to run the ball. Just don't. You don't imagine having Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and being like, nah, let's give the ball to somebody else. Let's let's put it into Devin Singletary's hands. Waste. Waste. Okay. 
The Tampa Bay Bucks have, when they're <laughs> so healthy, I've seen have <laughs> Tom Brady, Godwin. They had Gronk. This one, they won the Super Bowl, and Mike Evans. And they ran the ball. And defenses are worn down late in the year, and it's tougher to tackle in cold weather, and nobody wants to hit. It's why Devin Singletary was better at the end of the year, too. It's what I said about why Derrick Henry isn't good early on in seasons. <laughs> I'm killing it, this pod. I am crushing it. Oh, my God. King Dan. Uh, yeah. I mean, I get why. I, I Again, I understand your thinking. I just feel like realistically, they're going to have to run the ball sometimes. Like, that's just how it works. One more point. Somebody <laughs> else was arguing me today on Twitter about people how... like to argue with you, don't yeah, they? And, yeah. and I and I and I eat I take the you, I was gonna say you time. do. You you I, just have to I think it's healthy. I think it's healthy oh, to just let it, it out on people. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody it seems said well, like you're really you, relaxed. You need to have you need to run the ball well to to be well to do well and be successful at play action. No, you don't. Every analytics, Google it. There's articles that okay. out. It you doesn't are, matter. You are creating straw man arguments. You get dumb questions from people, and then you shoot them down, and you think that you win. You win against yeah. people that ask bad questions. Oh, yeah. Sean Explain McDermott why. wants them to be a team with a physical presence. If you listen, I listened to Zach Taylor one time, not the best guy to be talking about right now because the Bengals, but they were in the Super Bowl last year. And he talked about that, the ability to run the ball. It helps your team. You need a physical nature to your team. As the season goes on, it becomes better and better. And they brought in Aaron Cromer because they want to be able to run the ball at times and be effective. So, yes, right now it's... September and everything's going great and you're doing that. They will run the ball at times this year and Devin Singletary can be effective in the running game. Dan, they will. Nope. I'm all good. <laughs> okay. You're not going to take the cheese. Nope. <laughs> nope. If you ever want to get Dan fired up on Twitter, just, uh, well, shoot, you know, and Dan, or anywhere. <laughs> and Dan, and then they'll run into problems with the salary cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The reason they can't run the ball well is because the salary cap doesn't allow them to go out and pay and get a free agent running back that will be right. successful. Yes. Oh man! All right. Uh, getting ready for this week, uh, yeah. the Bills will be in Miami. It'll be a one p.m. slot time on Sunday. Uh, this team, though, as we head into this game, this is a, a more beat up team that we're used to seeing in Buffalo. Uh, Mike, I mean, is this the most injured? team we've seen under McDermott yeah I think so I mean look they have done a phenomenal job yeah. of getting players ready avoiding injuries uh rehabbing players back uh what it was actually OJ Howard they used the phrase before he, before he ended up getting cut by the bills but he was talking about prehab and rehab and he said this is the first time I've done prehab like to prepare yourself. And I think what they do, they got a great staff and what they do is effective. Now, the way these guys were injured, I mean, we weren't there on Saturday when Gabe got hurt, Gabe Davis, but the two injuries to Micah and I mean, there's nothing. And yeah, Dane Jackson, I mean, yeah. that's the NFL. It's brutal sport. But, you know, when you think about the guys that are nicked up, it's key guys, starting corner, starting defensive tackle, starting wide receiver, like, we haven't seen a lot of that. They've yeah. been fortunate based on some element of luck, but also all of the things they do, giving guys the time off, the way they practice, all those things, and guys coming in in shape. So it's been a good thing. Hopefully for them, this is like a rough patch, 
a little bit. And these guys, because we'll see who's playing on Sunday. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would say so, Dan. I can't think of a time when they had this many guys, key guys, that were mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me me neither. Uh, Since McDermott's been there, it's just been... um, This goes to show you the depth that Brandon Bean has been able to put out. Look, last year, the offensive line was constantly banged up kind of guys going in and out of it, but nowhere like to this extent. So... This is the depth that we've talked about. The Bills have the deepest roster, and you 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 hate to use depth. What Mike, what does Marv Levy say? Depth is great until you have to use it. Yep. You know, so like this is gonna show you though, like I said, to have yeah. a guy like you know, Christian Benford be your number two or three corner, like you go deep, like it's nice to have Taron Johnson. You hope that guys like uh Jaquan Johnson and Dean Jamar Ryan. Hamlin like like have been in these this system. Um to really step up. It's why you went out and got Jordan Phillips, who also left with a hamstring injury. And you you brought in pieces behind the linebackers because that's a very thin position for the most part. You drafted a linebacker, you, you re-signed Tyrell Dodson. Like, so that's, that's, that's all going to get tested this week against a, a team that is built on speed, Jenna. Yeah. That's, that's the concern is just, we knew it was going to be an issue or somewhat of an issue having Trey White be out and on the IR just because, you know, we didn't know what we would see in the rookie corners and just what the secondary would look like. Um, I mean, obviously having Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, but we're not sure about the status of Micah Hyde and what that will look like and what the extent of his ability to play. And with the uh, Dane Jackson not knowing really what he, he will be like, um, I think, yeah, this is – that's the one thing that scares me about this game against Miami is just the speed that they have. And that's, that's hard to cover for anyone. You know, when yeah. you have guys that are just faster, Tyreek Hill is just faster. He's a playmaker. And to have guys that are not as used to the NFL and playing with one another uh, in terms of that secondary, that is, that is one thing that does definitely concern me going into this game. And, and I think Bean took a bit of a chance starting the year without bringing in another veteran corner. Yeah. Even somebody, because if you look yep. at it, it to me was like, yes, I understand you have faith in Benford. You have faith in Elam to come in and play. And those guys, two games in, I mean, come on. Yeah. You, you know, you, even though in Benford is, Benford is staking his claim as a starter on this team. Play. He made plays. I mean, I love, I said this the other day, I love the play he made. Against Henry. Uh, oh, against Henry. He he just dragged him down the line and then tackles him four yards behind. I mean, that's what you want. But, you know, you're one injury away from, you know, it looks like maybe it'll be Cam Lewis out there if he, he would be the guy. And nothing yeah. against him, but he's not a starter in this league. But he might be starting. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. So that's the part. But I'm just surprised. Now, they may be bringing something. For all we know, they bring somebody in. But it's, you know, tough to get him ready. But – you got to be, you kind of constantly be ready for that. So rosters get tested at different times. They probably have a good sense whether they let this out early or not of who looks like they're close to being ready to go. And maybe they get those other guys back. But yeah, it's, it's an issue right now with these injuries going forward. Cause you got how many more games till the bye? We got uh, six weeks in, they play yeah. six yeah. weeks, right? So you got four more games, you got another month of games before you get the bye week. Dan, really quick, where is your level of concern against this Miami team? Um, they're definitely a better team. Um, and obviously everybody goes, you know, crazy about Tua and the six touchdowns against Baltimore. And and it, like I said, to me, it doesn't even matter 
as much that it was six touchdowns or three touchdowns. Tua looks more confident. Like yeah, it just looks that's like very fair. It just looks like McDaniel is putting Tua in situations that he can be successful in. And I was listening to Trent Dilfer, who was talking on the Ryan Russell podcast about people believe that Mike McDaniel is that next Sean McVay guy, like, like just mm-hmm. wonder boy offensively. And what he said is it was very interesting is that quarterbacks in the NFL aren't asked to be superheroes and make all of these different reads on 33 dropbacks a game that there are some times where Mike McDaniel will tell Tua, you're going to throw the ball here. Like that's what you're going to do. And he goes, Trent went on to say, Aaron Rodgers does that. Every quarterback, Patrick Mahomes does that. Like that's just coaching. And that's where the coaching matters in the NFL so much. And Tua looks more comfortable. It's better to have these weapons that, like I said, with Waddle, another year of experience and Tyree mm-hmm. kills speed. Um, that does concern me as I think that this is a better team than obviously what they were last year. But the Bills have been successful against Tua as well as Josh Allen has just crushed the Dolphins. Yeah. 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 So that some level of concern, moderate, if, we, if we'll put that mild, mild wing sauce. Uh, of concern of the dolphins mild wing sauce <laughs> gross <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i have a level of concern because combine the injuries going down there um in the heat i know it's not supposed to be but it's like i talked to will man so you can see that interview here he's like it's muggy it's hot and it's going to be that way and that can affect a team late in the game um the Bills are the better team with the better quarterback. I'll say that just about every week, if not every week. But, you know, there is points in a season where, you know, it, for Miami, this is huge. They can say what they want. Yep. This is huge for them. Yeah. Dan made yep. the points. They two has failed against the Bills. They've failed against the Bills. This is their chance to tell their own fans who have marginally come back that they're good. And they could say, we have a right. Now, what happened with the Bills, even with Josh, against the Patriots when they were building up? Like you get better, you get better. Yeah. They never really got over the hump. Yeah. When Brady was there. They got close. They got a couple good games, but they it was tough to get there. And that's a thing to prove that. Bills proved they were close and then eventually have overtaken him, but when he was gone. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a level of concern. I I, I don't love the Dolphins defense. I yep. think if Gabe Davis is back, that's big because yeah. they will pass the ball all over them maybe even run it a few times. But I am concerned about the secondary just because of if you know, if Dane Jackson's not healthy or Micah Hyde. I mean, you know, attrition after a while, yeah. really, you do feel it. But maybe Josh just has to, you know, put up 45 to win the game. <laughs> I mean, you just don't know. He can do yeah. it. So yeah. let's see. But, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's I'll say this right now. I think it's the, it's the best team the Bills have played. Yeah. I'm not impressed by the Rams. Not impressed by them. I mean, they're banged up. They've made some changes. They don't have weapons that scare you. I mean, look at the the weapons here scare you. I mean, if they if the weapons on the Dolphins don't scare you, then then you're not paying attention because those guys are good. Kaseki with those two wide receivers. Yeah. But yeah, that's the only thing I would say is there, there's a level. 
Yeah, the level of concern is just the bills aren't as healthy as yeah. we would expect. Um, that's at least in my my point of view. All right, thank you for joining us on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel for this podcast. For Mike and Dan, I'm Jenna Cottrell. Uh, please be sure to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe. Also, just a really quick quick note, um, thank you for everyone who donated to my Leukemia Lymphoma Society uh, charity fundraiser. We have over $1,000, which is crazy, and I really appreciate it. Um, that money goes directly towards finding new cures, funding clinical trials, and uh, patients in the Rochester, uh, Buffalo, greater western New York area. So thank you so much. And all right, for Mike and Dan, I'm Jenna. We'll catch you next time here on Buffalo Plus. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.